Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Yes, I'm a Star Wars guy. Did not watch any Star Wars last night. Will not watch any today because I've got a life and kids and a wife. So uh, anyways, there's NBA action tonight. Uh, we got a great pot ahead. We will talk about the thrilling, and by thrilling I mean thrilling for you know maybe a half, Celtics-Sixers game. I have an NBA take. Now that the draft is over, I've digested many of the draft picks. Your The depth charts are available. We can dig into NFL predictions for the season. Obviously, there are some things that could change. Maybe Hopkins is traded, but I think most of the large dominoes have fallen. So I'll talk NBA, and then I talked NFL later in the podcast. We'll break down my playoff teams as of now, subject to change in September, but as of now for 2023. Seven playoff teams. I have five new ones, and a couple will probably surprise you, and you'll hate me, and you'll hit me on IG. You're a crazy Looney MF, what are you talking about? You don't know anything, and that's what you'll say when you hear a couple of the teams. Yes, the Jets are winning the AFC East. Okay, let's start with what I thought was going to be a bad game and turned out to be a snoozer. Sixers, 87. Celtics, 121. But this was a crazy game for multiple reasons. Obviously, we'll start with the macro overview. The series is tied. Joel Embiid returned. Did not look terrible. 15 points, only three boards. Did have five blocks. Um, overall, looked okay. He didn't seem to be totally favoring himself. They did not overexert him. I-, I thought got to the line a bunch. Listen, he looked all right. But the Sixers had a game in hand. And as we've seen with guys that have an amazing first game, we talked about Anthony Davis yesterday, 
Just beware of the regression. Maybe the guys are reading their own clips. They went full in. They're pulling back a little bit. They're thinking that they're hot stuff. James Harden followed up a 45-point performance in Game 1, including the game-winning step-back three, with a 2-for-14, 12-point game in which he went 0-for-6 from downtown. 2-for-14, James Harden. Uh, He did have 10 rebounds, but overall, just a crappy game all around for the 76ers. They looked awful in the second half. They got buried in the third quarter. Here is the storyline that everybody's going to latch on to because when you lose by 34 points, there's really no reason to talk about the game or breakdowns or anything. My guy, Jason Tatum, who I believe is a first-team All-NBA player, I do believe in his career he'll win at least one NBA MVP. He has a tremendous talent. Uh, on air, Cowherd and I were like, who would you rather build around, Embiid or Tatum? And he instantly is like, Embiid. I was like, what are you talking about? Embiid over Tatum? Tatum, the three and D wing? Who can do everything? Versus Joel Embiid, who falls down at the slightest touch and is injured all the time? Are you kidding me? And of course, you know, Tatum had a good game one. Not his best effort. He was good. I think first half he had like 26 points in game one. Okay, so this is why everybody's talking about him. He played 19 minutes, which is fewer than all the other starters. You had Robert Williams off the bench play more. You had Brogdon come off the bench and play more. You had Grant Williams make a sighting, and he hit four threes. Jason Tatum played 19 minutes, shot one of seven, finished with seven points. Now, I wasn't watching the telecast at the time. I didn't see if they noted this, but seven points has to be one of the worst performances for Tatum, scoring-wise, in a while. In a strange twist, he was plus 24 (laughs) in his 19 minutes on the court, even though he did nothing. I mean, seven boards, three assists. You know, he got in some some dumb fouls. I I know people are going to bag on, is Jason Tatum the guy? Can he carry this team? Is he equipped? Should Jalen Brown be the dude? Jalen Brown had a really good game, 25. Um, Jalen Brown's just a really, really good player. Um, I just, I can't get around to bashing Tatum for one subpar game. I, I just can't do it. I can't ride with this. Guys, we're, we got us. I know the hot take happy hour exists after every single game. And we've got to, well, is Steph Curry, uh, is he Mount Rushmore worthy because he dropped 50 in game seven? And is he a top five player? Like we want to do that after a game, after a series. It's like, can we just, it's tough to slow down, but you know how it is, guys. There's a million podcasts. There's a million TV shows. There's a lot of websites. There's a lot of people to follow on social media. It's tough to cut through unless you have like an incendiary, massive take. And I think that's why people, my guess is people this morning are going to go postal on Jason Tatum. Is he the guy? Who's better, Tatum or Brown? They're going to pit them against one another. I just remind people, in the closeout, game six win over Atlanta, Tatum had 30, 14, and seven. He averaged 27 a game. In game one against the Sixers, he had 39 and 11. Okay? You want to go back to last season? I know some people were trying to pin the Warriors' loss on Jason Tatum. It was more about Steph Curry's greatness than Jason Tatum screwing up. Um, Yes, he played poorly in the closeout game six. He did not have a good game. 13 points, 6 of 18 shooting. He struggled. He was tired. Maybe it's because he played a bleep ton of minutes in the regular season that he didn't need to. But again, Tatum averaged 21-7-7 in the finals. He shot 45% from three in the finals. Like, I just, I don't know what we're doing trying to litigate players after one game. And if you guys want to go back to that Milwaukee Bucks series last year, that's when I really emerged. I mean, the, the Brooklyn sweep was impressive. He was the best player on the court. Sorry, Kevin Durant. 
But against Milwaukee, when they beat the Bucks in seven, I know Giannis didn't have Middleton. I, I thought that was the series where Jason Tatum, to me, became a superstar. And I've been a big fan of his work. You know, I, don't, I grew up in New York. Well, born in New York. I technically didn't grow up there. But born in New York, so conditioned to dislike all Boston teams. And Jason Tatum is probably the, my favorite Celtic ever. Was not a Larry Bird fan. Obviously, respect him. Could not stand Kevin McHale. Did not like Robert Parrish, the chief. I thought Dennis Johnson and Danny Ainge were just annoying in the backcourt. Like, I don't like any Celtics. I think Paul Pierce is massively overrated. I am. I've worked a little bit with Antoine Walker. Like, you know, whatever. He's just, he's, you know, he's a good player, but he's not like a Hall of Famer. Tatum is a superstar. Okay. He, that's, a, that's a fact. In my eyes, top five player in the NBA right now. Um, some people will push back. I got to have him in the top five with Luka, Giannis, Tatum. Jokic Curry? And then did I just leave off the MVP out of the top five? Tatum had a really good season. He's going to be first team all NBA. Oh, yeah. Not to besmirch the name of, of Embiid, and I'm not going to go in on him. But there's some time before the game three. I think ultimately the Sixers will be fine, but I don't think they're going to win this series. Um, I, I did like how they unlocked Grant Williams, dusted him off. Remember, he's kind of been in the doghouse. Grant Williams played a lot. Uh, way more than Hauser, which was a pleasant to see. And it's almost like they've been waiting in a nod to Steve Kerr, how he waits and then unleashes like cool lineups. Grant Williams, four of eight from deep. He was basically in there jacking threes. Now he did have four assists, which was nice. But when you have Grant Williams and Brogdon and Robert Williams coming off the bench, that eight is probably better than any other eight in the league. So impressive win for the Celtics. I do think this, they still get the series in, I mean, I guess I got to say six. I don't think they're winning four straight. But um, I, I just be careful trying to pile on my guy, Jason Tatum. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... 
We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I think we should talk about the NFL. We've gone heavy on the NBA playoffs for much of this week and the last week. Um, Obviously, the draft was important, but we, you know, things have settled a little in the NFL. And I'm looking at kind of the layout of standings. I'm looking at rosters. I'm looking at depth charts because the schedule comes out May 11th. So we're one week away from the release of the schedule when some of these um, season win totals will be refined. The early lines are out, and, you know, listen, I'm not steering you to any sports book until it's paying me, but I'll just say a sports book in the desert released um, post-draft win totals. And if you look at that, you can get an idea of what the odds makers think of teams and their chances to get to the playoffs. So the Arizona Cardinals have the lowest win total of four and a half. They are going to be very bad. We don't even know if Kyler Murray is going to play at all. So... Obviously, you can rule them out of the playoffs. Then at the other bottom is Houston, Indy, Tampa, and Washington. They're six and a half. I don't have any of those teams vying for a playoff spot. I do think Washington could be frisky. We'll see, but probably not. At the top, it's obvious. Cincy, KC, and San Fran, we we know they're in. So what I thought was, instead of going through all the win totals, I would take a look at what teams I think will make the playoffs As of right now, early May, long way to go to the season, but not a lot is going to change. I mean, there could be a trade or two, but mostly the dust is settled. And I, you know, I started looking historically every year we have one or two teams fall on their face and they miss the playoffs after being in it last year. Famously, two years ago, we had the Packers and the Titans as number one seeds. And then, of course, last year, both missed the playoffs. So things happen. Now, Titans missed it, I think, on the last day of the, or the last week of the season, the, the Josh Dobbs game filling in for an injured Tannehill. And um, Packers had a shot, but Seattle got the win, so they really didn't have a shot. It's it just things happen, and you could fall from the number one seed to missing the playoffs. So I looked at last year's playoff teams, and I have five different playoff teams for next season. And we could start in the NFC because I think the – AFC is going to make some people angry and heads might explode. I think obviously at the top, the Eagles clearly are your team in the NFC East. They're the team to beat. Everybody by any metric says they had one of the best drafts in the league. The depth is unsurpassed. 
you got to love Jalen Hurts. Like, they don't have an obvious weakness heading into next season, with the exception of losing your offensive and defensive coordinators. And we saw Buffalo and Josh Allen regress a little bit, although I still think they won 13 games, so they didn't regress that much. Um, I, I, Philadelphia is still the class of the NFC for sure. I think winning the NFC North, I'm going with the Detroit Lions, and before that surprises anybody, at, oh, the same old Lions. Detroit's win total is eight and a half, which is tied for highest in the division with Minnesota. Now, again, that to me should not surprise anybody. Arrows pointing up on the Lions, nine and eight last year, year two with Dan Campbell. Um, you, You got the rise of the defense late in the season. Aiden Hutchison was incredible. You have the offense humming. I think they're going to be good. I think the Lions are probably a 9-10 win team, and I have them winning the division. NFC South is a situation where, listen, none of the teams are good. And again, by looking at the win totals, you see Atlanta's at 8.5. Well, I don't think they're winning the division. You see Carolina at 7.5. I don't think anyone thinks they're good. You see uh, Tampa Bay maybe tanking. They're at 6.5. So, You've got some pretty bad teams here. I think the pretty clear team is the New Orleans Saints to win the NFC South. Derek Carr comes in at quarterback last year with Jameis, Taysom Hill, and Andy Dalton. They managed to win seven games. And again, I don't love Dennis Allen as a head coach, but he don't have to do much in that division. Again, the quarterbacks in the NFC South are, as of now, Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. Uh, Bryce Young, the rookie, I assume will start. And then Desmond Ritter, the second-year quarterback, who we know very little about because he didn't play much last year. So I actually think I will be looking at the Saints to uh, be the number one seed potentially in the NFC. Eagles will play a first-place schedule. That won't be easy. And I think the NFC East is obviously tougher than the NFC South. But, I mean, there's a scenario where the Saints surprise everybody, win 12 or 13 games and snag the number one seed, just like Tennessee did two years ago. Now, they lost in the playoffs. But I, I don't I don't think it's crazy to say the Saints with Derek Carr, they're not a great team. They're just really solid. I think they could, if the offensive line holds up for Carr, they could make some noise and I have them win the division. I'm going to stick with San Fran winning the NFC West despite some quarterback questions. Is Trey Lance going to be on the roster? John Lynch, the GM, says one thing. Eh, we'll see. Sam Darnold apparently is the backup. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. You know, was 7-0 kind of an outlier for him? I mean, can he do that again? He didn't do much. He's got weapons galore. McCaffrey, Debo. Like, can you imagine Kyle Shanahan with a full offseason to scheme up stuff for Christian McCaffrey? A little bit scary. Healthy Debo Samuel. Like, this team is nasty roster-wise. There there was some turnover on the defense. I still think they're the class of the NFC West. So I have Eagles, Lions, Saints, Niners. My wildcard teams in no order. Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I was a bit surprised. Their win total is only eight and a half, which is below Detroit. It's below Dallas. Um, it's below New Orleans. Like I, I, I see Seattle, and I know Geno Smith exceeded expectations, but given the weapons he has, he don't he don't have to do that much. I think the defense will be better. I think they're a wild card team. I'll, I'll put the Dallas Cowboys in there for now as a wild card team. The defense got better. I have some questions about Dak Prescott. Don't love. The offense, I think Kellen Moore, losing Kellen Moore is a step back. There's a scenario where the Cowboys do miss the playoffs. McCarthy's fired. But I have him as a wildcard team. And finally, and this was a tough one. As of now, and again, I can change my mind leading up to the season. I have Vikings narrowly in the playoffs. 
over the Chicago Bears for the final wildcard spot. I, yes, I do think three teams in that division will contend, and the Packers are not one of them. So the teams I have falling out in the NFC next year are the New York Giants and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady's gone. They're going to be in contention for the number one pick. Tampa will be. And the New York Giants, I'm just not a believer. I thought, you know, smoke and mirrors galore last season. The defense was all right. Uh, Daniel Jones was competent, but good luck with the tougher schedule and a quarterback who got paid in the Escalade. All right, let's go to the AFC, which is wild. Okay, this is very, very tough. And it gets easier after you go Kansas City. Yes, you got to, as long as Mahomes and Reed are there, I'm sorry, I'm going to pencil them in. You know, if Mahomes is out for the year or something wacky happens, you know, change your subject. But Kansas City still number one. I got Cincinnati winning their division number two. You could, those are easy. I think it's safe to say the Jacksonville Jaguars are pretty clear in the AFC South. I'm not a believer in what Tennessee's doing. I did see they they're all six of their draft picks were offensive players. Now, a lot of it was in the line, but they just don't have a lot on offense. Now, I, I do like their coach, but I don't see Tennessee being like a eight or nine win team. The win total for them is seven and a half. So I think they missed the playoffs. I don't think the Colts are ready. I like Anthony Richardson and the upside, but not this year. And unlike Cowherd, I don't think much at all of the Houston Texans. I just don't. I, I know everybody thinks they had a great draft trading up. I'm Count me out on that. Uh, I like their new head coach, D'Amico Ryans, but I, I don't think Houston does anything. I think the Jags could run away. And much like I told you guys, uh, when I go to Vegas to sign up for the, you know, what is it, three or $4 million gambling contest where you pick five games each week, I, I think I'll be taking a flyer on the Saints to be the number one seed. And in the AFC, I think I'll take a chance on the Jags to maybe be the number one seed. I, I, you know, again, AFC West is tough. AFC East is tough. AFC North is difficult. Like, there's Jags could sleepwalk to 12 wins, maybe? You know, Trevor Lawrence, year two with Doug Peterson? Like, 12 wins is not out of the question for them. I, I think they're going to be good. Um, and the last one is the AFC East. Buffalo won 13 games. Maybe I have that weird taste in my mouth because of what happened in the playoff game, scoring a lowly 10 points at home, 10 against the Bengals, who were beat up on the offensive line. It didn't matter. I didn't think the Bills got significantly better in the trenches in the offseason. And I have them taking a bit of a step back. And I, I do believe the Buffalo Bills will miss the playoffs. Every year, somebody surprises the heck out of everyone and flops I have the Buffalo Bills flopping. And it's funny because I'm on a text chain with some NFL gamblers. And like two weeks ago, someone was like, is this the year? Nobody's talking about Buffalo. Last year, everybody was talking about it. Everybody loved Buffalo. And Josh Allen did not win the MVP and the Bills did not win the Super Bowl or come close to it. Is this the year? Do they bounce back when the spotlight's off of them? And I'm like, I didn't like what I saw. I think McDermott could be in some trouble. I don't know if I believe in Dorsey. I don't know how much Josh Allen can keep propping up this sorry offense. And I have the Bills taking a big step back and missing the playoffs. Yes, I have my New York Jets winning the AFC East. And I can hear you screaming, Homer, or you're walking your dog just laughing out loud at 7 a.m. on your street. And somebody looks at you and they're like, what are you laughing at? Well, Jason McIntyre, the Jets fan, picked the Jets to win the AFC East. I will point out, yes, Buffalo's win total in the desert's 10.5. Jets are 9.5. That Right there. Now, Miami's 9.5 as well. New England, a little bit far further back at seven and a half. Buffalo, 10 and a half. So 
the market's telling you there's not a huge difference between Jets and Bills. And I will point out, Jets played the Bills very tough last year, won a game, and then covered the other one. This, I, you stack the rosters next to each other. And I could argue the Jets have as good of a roster as the Buffalo Bills. Now, head coach, both guys are defensive. Um, I don't really know about Nathaniel Hackett. Left tackle's an issue for the Jets. Aaron Rodgers' motivation is, you know, is everything. And it seems like he's bought in. He's throwing to Garrett Wilson and saying, yeah, Garrett Wilson. <laughs> Guy reminds me of Devontae Adams. Yeah, no pressure, Garrett Wilson, after an incredible rookie year. But everything for me points to the arrow up on the Jets. Uh, the Mekhi Becton question at left tackle and the Nathaniel Hackett question at OC. Those are the big holes. Getting a little homerish, Jets winning the AFC East. So my division winners, KC, Cincy, the Jets, and the Jags. Wildcard teams. Yeah, I have Bills not just falling from the division winner, but out of the wild card. Give me the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, I have them joining forces and being much better than a five-win team they were last year. Didn't do a ton in the offseason. The Javante Williams situation does concern me. He is a really talented running back. This guy's like, to me, he's got Aaron Jones potential. And if he, there's some questions, is he going to play? Like, when's he coming back? I just, if he's, if we find out in, you know, he's going to be out for the first eight weeks, that changes things because they picked up Samaje P. Ryan and he is clearly a third down back or a half back. He's not your full-time bell cow like Javante Williams can be. So yes, I would change my opinion on, on Denver based on their starting running back who has star potential. Again, if you could just sit back and try to confuse Russell Wilson because you don't have to worry about a running game, then yeah, as good as Denver's receivers are, Russ could have some problems. And remember, he's not as mobile as he was in Seattle. Struggled a bit last year in the pocket. I do have Denver as a wildcard team. I also have the Chargers as a wildcard team. You know, it's not crazy if you bet them to win the AFC West. Herbert plus Kellen Moore equals greatness. I don't know. I didn't love their draft going with the TCU receiver in the first round. Um, As we got closer to the draft, it was pretty clear he was falling. Uh, Johnston, a big kid separation questions, like, do you really need a receiver? Like, I, I don't know. Just not thrilled with that decision. Offensive line will be healthy, obviously will be huge. I have the Chargers, a wildcard team, and my other one, I know you're waiting. Sorry, Miami. I'm sorry, Baltimore. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers and my guy, Kenny Pickett, as a surprise wildcard team. Mike Tomlin, you guys know, if you longtime listener to the podcast know, you bet on the Steelers when they're underdogs and there's a rah-rah spot for Tomlin to get in the locker room and say, they don't believe in us. Nobody believes in us. Well, I'll tell you right now, nobody's going to have the Steelers as a playoff team. I do. I am in the wild card. I like the roster. I like the moves in the offseason. As long as Pickett makes a bit of a leap, I think they're going to be fine. The defense, you know, Watt, still an un- incredible player. You got Minka Fitzpatrick on the back end. I like the Joey Porter draft pick. Like, I like the Steelers roster. Um, it's tough to explain the Bills falling. I tried earlier. I'm sure I'm going to get some hate mail from Buffalo. I have the Miami Dolphins falling. What are we getting out of Tua? I mean, really. I'm hopeful for the guy. The kid looked good when he's healthy. They pick up Jalen Ramsey. A lot of people will have the Dolphins in there in the playoffs. Uh, Again, I'm not one of them. Not not a believer in the trenches. I think they've got a great team of skill and speed, but look at the offensive line. It's worse than the Jets and worse than the Patriots. And it's definitely worse than the Bills. I, I just, I don't know that they'll be able to protect Tua enough. I like McDaniel a lot. 
I, I have Miami narrowly missing the playoffs. And then Baltimore is a tough one. They lose their offensive coordinator, which may actually be an upgrade. Lamar has his best wide receiver room that he's ever had. Everybody likes the Zay Flowers move. So why do I have him missing? And, and this is a tough one. That division is a gauntlet. Like, I don't even have the Cleveland Browns making the playoffs. And if you don't believe me, the division's a gauntlet. Win totals, Cincy 11.5, Baltimore and Cleveland 9.5. Baltimore and Cleveland. And Pittsburgh 8.5. So basically everybody in that division is going to be hovering 500 or better. And I don't. we'll see what happens with Harbaugh. I, just, I'm, I like Lamar Jackson a lot. I just have them missing the playoffs. We'll see what happens with the offense. Is the, is the change going to be too significant? The defense did not look great late in the season. I don't know, guys. I, I have Baltimore narrowly, narrowly missing the playoffs. So, again, it's May. Things are subject to change come August. Early September, you get new information, certain guy, maybe there's surprise cuts, maybe a DeAndre Hopkins move. Um, things can happen. But as of now, heading into the summer, that's how I see the NFC and the AFC shaking. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities, 
and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, to wrap up the podcast, we'll go back to the NBA. And I will quickly touch on tonight's game, Lakers and the Warriors, game two. It's tough not to love the Warriors here. Um, Yesterday, we kind of talked about some of the changes I think we'll see from Golden State, a.k.a. going smaller. But this is moderately interesting. The Lakers took some money on Wednesday. It went from six to five and a half. And I'm thinking, what is this about? Does somebody out there know something? Why are people betting on the Lakers? And it could just be to offset all the money that's going to come in on the Warriors, who everybody's going to bet to win game two. I did see a stat. Teams that lose game one at home and then host game two in the playoffs, uh, game two, they've won 14 straight. Like the Knicks nearly jeopardized that against the Heat earlier this week. And 14 straight's not bad. And that was before, I'm sorry, we, we could make it 15 straight now that the Celtics beat the Sixers in game two. So 15 straight. So the Warriors are winning, but are they covering is the question. I, again, Anthony Davis, 48 hours rest. LeBron, 48 hours rest. And that, by the way, is off a 40-minute-plus game. And AD did not sit out the second half. I've talked about the regression he's had in the Memphis series. Tough to go back-to-back. I can see them being happy with one. And then the third-quarter push from the Warriors, and then uh, Darvin Ham says, you know what? We're going to lose this battle, but we want to win the war. We're going to rest our guys for the big Saturday night game in L.A. We're going home. Let's just, and, and I can see Darvin Ham packing it in if it's a double-digit game, like early fourth quarter, just he learned his lesson from that Memphis game. Remember, he tried to keep LeBron and AD in, and everybody, everybody's like, rest him, rest him. What are you doing? And he kept them in, kept them in. They cut the lead to like 10. It was never close. And uh, Darvin Ham got killed for that, and I wonder if he learned his lesson from that. He said, you know what? We're now hitting double-digits games uh, in the playoffs. This is, this is a long season. It's probably going seven, not a lot of rest. Let's let's get AD and LeBron some rest, and let's just – we're happy to go home 1-1. One, one. We've stolen home court advantage. So I will lay it with the Warriors. Um, I don't know if I'll go Jordan Poole over again. I haven't seen a player prop on him. 12-and-a-half was light in game one. He cleared that in the second quarter. Um, so if I see anything, I'll jump on uh, Instagram and pop it. But otherwise, uh, that's it for me. We'll talk to you tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.